I have a Welcome. mug. I was Welcome back to the More Sports Please podcast. Uh I have a mug, I guess. Uh <laughs> we're here with oh, Are we live? Yes, we're live. <laughs> I didn't realize. Oh, we're not. I didn't know what we were doing. We're recording. I hit start, and Gavin goes, "I have a mug." <laughs> no, we're gonna keep. We're gonna keep that. We're gonna keep that. Okay. All right. So, uh, welcome back to the More Sports Please podcast. I'm your co-host. Do the show without me. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the More Sports Please podcast. I am your co-host, Davin. Here with my two co-hosts. Say your name. Say hello. Hello. Hi. All right. Uh, today we got the video podcast going. So you Yeezer. <laughs> and Herbert can show off his uh, hand tattoo. Yeezer. I'm getting another one. As we speak, it'll be done. When this will be <laughs> up. As we, as you probably watch this, this will be uploaded tonight, probably or either tomorrow morning. And if it's uploaded tomorrow morning, as you watch this, I'm getting one right here. Wow! Wow! I have two. I go peekaboo. What are you getting? I don't think you ever actually told me. I'm getting a compass, right here, and are either around it or on it. It's gonna say, "Don't stumble over something behind you." Oh, I thought you were getting the rose. I decided against it. Oh, okay. All cool. right. Compass. Compass. So I'll always know what time it is and where I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Uh, This is our beautiful faces. This is it. Welcome. You probably expected a lot of hot younger men, but nope, you get ugly young men. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, Today with the jersey theme was uh, retired play. Well, no, not retired. Players not on the team anymore, as uh, Gavin is wearing. Yeah, breaking yeah. news: Djack. We'll talk about that a little more in the show. Gavin's got Djack. I've got my Marquise Pouncey, and Jacob Offenbacker has got a wannabe Burrow jersey, but it's Carson Palmer. It's an old Carson Palmer jersey. I got this when I was young, and I didn't realize it still fit me, but it does. By the <laughs> way, Herbert, it's Djax, not Djack. It's washed up and injury prone. <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> That's why we released it. <laughs> released it. Now he's an it. Uh, we got a number of line of topics coming up on the way. So let's go up and start with uh, my man who I've got on. The news to break out. Both Pouncey brothers retired. Uh, had both had great careers. Marquise Pouncey is going to be a future Hall of Famer in my opinion. Not so. I don't know more about Mike, but I do know about Marquise. He had a lot of great acc- accolades in his career. No Super Bowl rings, unfortunately. But he was a great. He was always a pro bowler. He was always, you know, there. He did great, except for, you know, some snaps here and there. And we we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think... think... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I thought it was cool that uh, they were retiring at the same time. Uh, as brothers. Brothers. Kind of. I agree. Very heartwarming. Brothers always retire together. Except for the Watts. <laughs> the Watts won't do that. Speaking of Watts! J.J. <laughs> Watt was granted his release from the Houston Texans. And he will be coming to that team right there. Uh, maybe. Uh, I mean, we all predicted it. Yeah, didn't we talk about this at the the emergency podcast? We, like, just stated what team he'd go to, and I said we'd go more in-depth in this podcast. So he's going to be a Dolphin? None. (laughs) (laughs) Only two teams I see him going to. 
Pittsburgh and Green Bay. I don't I don't believe any of that Cleveland bullshit. I want to believe in the Cleveland bullshit. <laughs> the person that re- The person that reported that Cleveland nonsense was an equivalent to a Mark Madden of Pittsburgh. Complete another well, horseshit. Free agency is wild. He could go anywhere. Yeah. So Cleveland is not off the table. It is, and then he's not going to go to Cleveland. Just imagine Miles Garrett, J.J. Watt. Here's the thing. I, I think J.J. is not so much oh. con- concerned with this as much as he's concerned with this. So he would rather join the Browns. No, he <laughs> doesn't. I don't think he wants to play against his brothers twice a year. I don't think he wants to do that to his brothers, knowing how, knowing just who TJ Watt is and what kind of person he is. I don't think he wants to go to a rival team and play against his brothers twice a year. I think he would rather be on their team and play with them. Possibly. Yeah. I, I think I agree with that. I, I don't think they'll necessarily take it personally, right? I mean, it's just a business, but. I mean, I that mean, might be fun. I don't know what their views on it would they be. They all went them. to the same college. True. So, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I I think he wouldn't want to play against his brothers twice a year uh, unless there was some unknown beef between them that we didn't know about. But, uh, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think he's either going to go home or he's going to play with his brothers. I'm really hoping he... Comes to play with his brothers because I don't want to face. <laughs> no, I don't want to play JJ Watt twice a year and TJ Watt twice a year at the same time. That wouldn't be fun. Oh, but you would like uh, to play Derek. So you would like to play Derek Watt twice a year. Uh, uh, no, not particularly. <laughs> I don't want to play anyone. I want to. Re- I want to be done. <laughs> no more sports. <laughs> no more sports. I'm done watching. <laughs> but a lot of people are all, uh, JJ's not coming to Pittsburgh. We don't have the money. First of all, we need to get this straight. We are going to have the money to bring him in. And saying this as a Steelers fan, it's going to hurt. But we all need to listen as I talk into the camera. What is going to happen March 17th when free agency hits. Bud Dupree is gone. James Conner is gone, and Juju is gone. It's just the fact. I don't see. I don't see Bud coming back on a friendly deal because Pittsburgh's going to try to lowball him. If anything, he gets tagged, which I doubt. Conner's already gone. Conner was gone as soon as as soon as the end of the Browns game, and Juju has just gotten this new troll persona that he's doing where he wants to believe that we want him he wants the fans to believe he's gone but the more i watch and listen to a podcast with him on it it's more so started to come from championships and move more towards money he wants to be paid what he's worth which i get i get he should but I just feel like that whole I want to be back in Pittsburgh real bad thing isn't there anymore. And I'm a huge Juju fan. I would die for this man. <laughs> I want him I want not to be dramatic or anything, but I would take a bullet for Juju. I want him back so bad. I just don't see it happening. Well, what do you think he's worth? I mean, I, f- I feel like his stock has dropped this year quite it's dropped since 
we've had a B with us. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's because everyone was kind of expecting and hoping Juju would be that number one receiver for Pittsburgh. And he's just, he's not, he's just, I don't, I don't know if he's a number one wide receiver in the NFL. And I would say the same thing with like Tyler Boyd, like both of them are very, very high end number twos, but if you're going to have them as your number one receiver, they're probably kind of right. low end receiver ones. Number um, one receivers play the outside. Juju can do that. Tyler Boyd can do that. But both of them are outstanding in the slot. The slot, yeah. And it's the same thing with guys like Edelman. He is number one in New England, but the reason Brady bitched and moaned about at wanting receivers is because Edelman couldn't he, – he's better in the slot than he is on the outsides. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. And yeah. you can't have a slot receiver. I mean, granted, Heinz Ward was a great slot receiver, and he was our number one for years. But you can't in this day and age – you cannot have a slot receiver be your number one guy. You need you outside someone, targets. You need a DK Metcalf outside and can go deep. Right, and which is what we have that in Claypool now. We have another slot guy to come back in uh, Johnson. We have a third guy in James Washington. I don't think Pittsburgh's too like. I don't think the management there is too like wanting to force the ball and try to get Juju back because we've got replacements. Mm-hmm. We've got guys that can take a spot in the slot. Especially with the salary cap. Right. You and know, it's, you guys have stuff to figure out with that. Right. And we've just got so much other stuff to worry about with, like you said, Ben coming back, if he's going to retire, what he's going to do with getting, trying to get Bud back, which I don't think will happen. If that's the best thing about that defense. The main key the main keys are still going to be there. Hayward's there long term. Obviously, we're going to sign TJ back. I mean, the main guy is other than Bud, which Highsmith is going to be. He'll be a phenomenal replacement. He's already shown. And then we'll, we're, well, I think we'll still bring back Sutton and Hilton. And then I think at that point, we'll lose a lot of key free agents in the offseason or offense. That's not uh, not including Juju Connor. We'll lose Alejandro Villanueva. We'll lose. We've already lost Pouncey. We're going to lose a lot of that O-line. But Banner will move in to take Villanueva's spot, and that's when we can bring in veteran guys. Bring in a guy like Marlon Mack, just because he's the reason <laughs> I like Return of the Mack, the song. Oh, that's an that's a inside joke, but we'll talk, I'll probably never talk about it on this podcast, but that's why I love that song. Bring in Marlon Mack. Bring in a guy, maybe Aaron Jones. Bring in... Bring in some veteran receivers. Danny Almondola, put him in the slot. You know, we have other options. Bring in Von Miller on a slight deal. Bring in, obviously, you need to bring in JJ because Tyson Alualu is on a, is a free agent. So put Tuit or Hayward in that middle. JJ and Tuit and Hayward, whichever one, swap, whichever one, play that. We, we have a monster front three yeah but i think that's that kind of like just that sheer amount of you know all the guys pittsburgh's gonna lose and all those names you were mentioning for people you need to try to bring in to try to you know basically get those replacements and with the salary cap issues they're going through i'm not sure if they're gonna be able to pull all that together and like we were saying with jj wanting to get a ring 
you know, if Pittsburgh can't put all that together, I don't know if he ends up coming in there. You know, I know he wants to play with his brothers probably, but, you know, I, I, I feel like the pieces are more readily together in Green Bay, and that could be the reason why they'd be willing to – he'd be willing to sign there instead. Just because I think, you know, let's be honest, J.J., has, you can say all, all you want about the NFC championships with the Packers. J.J.'s never made it out of the divisional round. The Texans franchise never has. He wants to get a ring, and he wants to get deep in the playoffs. And I think that, you know, win-now mode, I think that's more ready in Green Bay than it is in Pittsburgh, to be honest, especially with their division. I think the NFC is starting to regress compared to the AFC. I don't know. That's just my thoughts on that. I think you give J.J. one year in Pittsburgh. I think he at least plays at least one year with his brothers and they don't want to ring. And then I think he goes to green Bay to finish out well, his how career. How many but years? What if Rogers doesn't come back after 2021? Oh, well then he came back to Pittsburgh to try to get another <laughs> ring. <laughs> JJ's getting up there. So we'll, we'll see how much longer he wants to play. He might be in a kind of like, I want to win next year, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I just, no put my body through anything else because he has that history of injuries and stuff right I, I just don't see him going anywhere else but to play with his brothers at least this year I just don't see it happening I don't see him going to Green Bay I don't see him going to Tennessee I don't see him going to Cleveland I don't see him going to Seattle I, I see him going to play with his brothers at least for a year I, I I mean I definitely agree with the Tennessee part. Like I I don't think he's he he loves the city of Houston. I don't think he's going to go to a city that's going to make him play against them twice a year or a team that he's had to play, you know, forever in his career. I just I I think he wants to play with his brothers, but I think he also wants to play at home. Like I think either of those are an enticing option. He wants to win a ring, and I don't know that could this could just be my not wanting to see. JJ in Pittsburgh bias, but I I think that Green Bay is more ready to win a Super Bowl next year than Pittsburgh is, and they I think they have like the roster more nailed down and ready to go. Obviously, they still need to get extra receivers, but I think you know they're for the most part they're all together and they're good to go. And he gets to play with Aaron Rodgers. You can Maybe. say that about that. I think I think Aaron's back in 2021 at least. I don't know if he's back after that, but I think he'll at least still be there for that year. And uh, you know, I, I I don't think it's too often that the MVP goes to. Where'd Gavin oh, go? I don't know. Oh, Are you good, Hello? Gavin? Hello. Yeah, my Discord just like restarted for some reason. I <laughs> <laughs> came out of nowhere. Discord. <laughs> Discord's been acting up for the last couple of days. Yeah, it has. But can uh, continue. Uh, oh. Oh, I was just going to say, I think that, uh, you know, Aaron just won the MVP. I don't think he's going to leave Green Bay after winning the MVP that year. And uh, Right, but who I, said he doesn't have a regression? I, I, I think... The only place for him right now is down. Okay, I get that, but down for Aaron Rodgers still could be oh, great. <laughs> yeah. global, you know, level quarterback that's still top ten, top five. In the better NFL. than Ben Roethlisberger. It is. That's what, yeah. It's it's yeah. better than what we saw with Ben last year, to be honest. And 
No. Sorry. The first 11 game, Ben, was great. Not the Aaron last Rogers. five game was terrible. Aaron Rodgers right now is on a different level than Ben Roethlisberger. I'm sorry to say that, Herbert. I'm but... just, I don't see Rodgers repeating the season he had this year next year. I don't, okay, I yeah, see... right. The same MVP season, but he's still going to do great because he's that, Aaron Rodgers. That whole conflict between quarterback head coach it's obviously wasn't mike mccarthy's fault if he's still button heads with matt lafleur i'm just saying the man had Devonte. i almost said Devonte rogers Devonte adams he had Devonte rogers Devonte adams and no one else to throw to and he still looked like a god out there i mean if you just get him an extra receiver send him out there he may not play the same level but he's still going to probably throw for 4,000 yards and over 30 touchdowns. That's great. But what are you going to do with the defense? Are you Kevin King going to play again? I mean, it's it's solid. It's yeah. all right. I mean, it's the, same it's the same conversation we were having about the Chiefs not too long ago where everyone was saying the defense was bad for a long time, and it's like it's not that bad. But then they started saying it's great, and we're like, it's not that great either. But Packer defense is okay. But when all is said and done, I still do think that no. J.J. Watt is going to go to Pittsburgh. You do? <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say Cleveland, so that's why I said no. No, I want him to go to Cleveland, but I think he's going to go to Pittsburgh. I, I, I agree with Herbert. I think he's going to play. Want to play with his brothers? But he doesn't. He doesn't want this. And I think I everybody, everybody that Pittsburgh is going to bring in this year doesn't want this, except for TJ. <laughs> but TJ, TJ, TJ wants TJ wants a lot of this, but we gonna we gonna I'm give him a lot of this. But I mean, I'm, the Pittsburgh will do what Pittsburgh always does; they'll make it happen. They brought in with low cap space last year. They brought in guys like Eric Ebron. I mean, yeah, we he was all right. Don't look at me like that, Herbert. <laughs> Moving. Okay, yeah, so we all, dropped, all right. we all three that think JJ is going to Pittsburgh. I mean, I think he probably will, but I think yes. Green Bay has a really good shot. And that's all I will say. Now. No, but uh, obviously, we'll. I mean, we'll throw this kind of in there. The caps, the cap floor went up 180 mil, which is fantastic news. Yeah, that is good. Uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh had like a five million dollar carryover from last year. But I think it's good for the players, to be honest, especially with everything going on with COVID and stuff. Everyone wants their guaranteed dollars. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's good that players will be getting extra money. Yes, sir. And now we'll kind of focus on another one of our favorites. We focused on them a lot in a separate episode about Carson Wentz. If you haven't watched that episode, stop here and go check out that episode of the Carson Wentz trade. We did a whole 20-minute episode about Carson Wentz being traded. Watch that episode, listen to it, then come back to this one. Uh, we'll the, give you a second. Okay, we're good. <laughs> For the Eagles, wow. The, they're, I mean, they're tossing people out. They're cleaning house. D-Jack's gone. Uh, you well, said Malik Jackson. Yeah, rumors that Alshon Jeffrey and Malik Jackson are gone. Yeah, rumors that all Alshon and Malik are gone. Um, they're looking – there's rumors about Trey Lance and the Eagles in the draft. Which I don't like that because if we get a running back in free agency, we should take Trey Lance in the draft. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. 
I mean, that's if the team's not smitten with them in the first round. And those reports that have those reports that have come out saying that like you know Jalen Hurts uh, can compete for a starting job, but he's not guaranteed. And they said they're going to bring in someone else to compete with him, whether that's a veteran in free agency or trading up in the draft to get someone or just taking someone at number six. I don't know, dude. <laughs> this quarter, I, I'm as of right now, I'm all in on Jalen Hurts. He might have not had the best uh, last stretch of games last year. But maybe with this new uh, scheme, he's worked with Nick Sirianni before in Oklahoma, I believe. And I I feel like we need to go all in on someone. We can't have this wishy-washy, mm, maybe this one, maybe this one, because we saw what happened last time. But I feel like – Let's be honest. That's what happened with the Browns for 20 years. Yeah, and I feel like that's kind of been the Eagles' motto for here for the past couple years. Uh, since yeah. Ever since uh, – Donovan McNabb's been gone. You had Foles, then you had Sam Bradford, then you had Wentz, then you had Foles again, then you had Jalen, then you had that bad guy, whatever his name is, Nate Sudfeld. Oh, yeah, for that one quarter. (laughs) It's just I feel like the Eagles, when they got Wentz, thought that their problems were solved. Then he just got hurt. He tore his ACL or MCL or whatever he did that, that ACL, season, ACL. ACL. Then Foles came in, and he did great. He did great. He did great as a replacement. He won them the Super Bowl, something a backup should never be able to do, but he did it. Yes. Then the next season, I, th- I think they were fo- they were keen on Carson being healthy that whole season, coming back to MVP caliber status. And Wentz has just failed to hit that. He was here, and he failed to ever get back up. He could injured again. Yeah. He got his so, back injury in 2018. They kind of – Harry Roseman kind of took his hand and put it behind his own back and kind of like put himself in a hole <laughs> by saying, <laughs> well, we're not going to commit to Wentz and and we're going to put Hurts out there. And then Wentz offered – asked for a trade and Wentz and Doug Peterson weren't talking and, you know, and Doug Peterson didn't have control of the locker room and blah, 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 blah. And Wentz Let's is gone. Survive. Peterson's gone. And now Harry Roseman's kind of – Tying the noose around his neck right now because I mean, his job is is I mean he, he's got his days are counted. It two. better be. I want him gone before the draft. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, I, mean, I know it's not going to happen, but I would love it if we get someone else before the draft. Let's be honest. I think the problem, part of the problem with the quarterbacking with the Eagles, they've like they've like kind of had conflicting mindsets. I think and conflicting visions with it. Where they've gone out and said we're all in on Carson. It's all going to be for Carson. We're going to do everything we can to help Carson. Then they don't give him help. They say we're all in on Carson, but we're going to have Foles in there and we're going to have them compete for a starting spot for this season and see if he's healthy. Then they sign him to a massive contract extension. Yes. Then don't give him help. <laughs> and then they draft a quarterback. And it's like, like on one hand, you're like saying you're all in on Carson by keeping him there, saying he's QB1 and giving him the massive contract. And then you go and draft Hurts, and it's like, it's, How we... you did the worst of both things. Like, if you're gonna be, if you're gonna have a quarterback competition, don't pay the quarterback. If you're gonna pay your quarterback, don't have a quarterback competition, <laughs> and help him. It's that simple. You don't do both of those things. <laughs> Howie Roseman thinks that he is playing chess when he is playing checkers. <laughs> he is... To be fair, they did try to help Wins by bringing in guys like Alshon Jeffrey. 
and drafting Jalen Reger over Justin. <laughs> Jackson. Yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh, I, I, I really like Jalen Rager. <laughs> I really like Jalen Rager going into it over Justin Jefferson as well. I'll say it personally. I wanted Pittsburgh to take Jalen Rager if he slipped to the second round. But that's the second round pick. <laughs> Justin Jefferson wasn't going to be there. But uh, you know, Alshon Jeffrey, and then you know, bringing in guys like Doriel Green Beckham. I mean, they tried to get. <laughs> they tried. You know, sometimes receivers don't pan out. And yeah. Because we were terrible at developing receivers. Yeah, and what was that guy? He's a Raider now. I me do Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar trying Aguilar. to bring guys in like that, and I mean bringing D-Jack back. But I mean at that point, I mean you're just kind of you're just kind of reaching for the brass ring that you. Know we have Marquise Goodwin. He he opted out, but he was supposed to be there. I forgot, I forgot about, about that. that. Yeah, he'll be here next year. I think I think that's how the opt out works. So it's so. not it, it, it's not like they didn't try to get help. They tried. They're just not good at no. They're just not good at developing. They they oh, tried to get that they tried to get that big name in Alshon Jeffrey after he came out for a monster season in Chicago. And Alshon Jeffrey did great. Right. And then he he went and did jack shit. <laughs> he just kind of fell off. And like you said, you just you guys can't pan receivers out well. So once they show up they, <laughs> mm-hmm. y'all just need to take whatever receiver is it's there at the six pick. Yeah. Whether that's Devonte Smith or Jamar Chase, you hit yeah. a home run with both of them. Honestly, even Jalen Waddle, I could honestly see a scenario where Chase and uh, Smith could potentially be gone. If they're both gone by the sixth pick, I'll be surprised because that means I Fields mean, is not. I'm I'm saying I could see it. I'm not saying it's likely, but right. I'm like you know, say Trevor at one. Uh, the Jets try to stick with Darnold at two, and no one trades up with a good enough package for them. So they take Penny Sewell. Dolphins take Jamar Chase. Bengals don't want to take a tackle, so they take uh, uh, Devontae Smith, or vice versa. I, I mean, I kind of depends on what the Jets do. But I just see him picking Kyle Pitts, too. Kyle Pitts a, as well. Yeah, He's a glorified receiver, so... Yeah. He's tight end, technically, but... He's yeah, and you guys will need... Well, I mean, you get Dallas Goddard still, but... Oh, yeah. Dallas Goddard. I'm not worried about the tight end if Earth leaves. I mean, I, it's going to be sad when Earth leaves, but I'm not worried about that position. That, that is the beauty of Kyle Pitts, though. And, I mean, and this is kind of us going back or previewing draft season, I guess. But, like, you know, he's he's not going to be just a tight end. He's going to be – you can light him up at tight end for some plays or formations if you want, but he can also be that excellent offensive weapon at receiver. That's the thing. Zach Kurtz was also a glorified wide receiver. He couldn't block. <laughs> the only thing he was doing was receiving. Dallas Goddard's a great blocker, so get Kyle Pitts in there, replace Zach Ertz, I yeah. guess. But either way, the point is, Howie, if you're still there in Philly, come April, Weak. just take the best receiver available. It's that simple. You don't have to go and try to be, you know, trying to trade down and then. Whatever. He's gonna try to do something out of out of the blue, and so he's gonna be like, he, he, the the way I think Howie Roseman thinks is that he takes a player that he's high on that he, he thinks no one else is gonna expect them to 
to take, you know, to expect the Eagles to take. So he takes them in the hopes that he looks like a genius because they pan out, but then they don't pan out because he's bad at scouting talent. Imagine if you guys take Micah Parsons. (laughs) You guys take an O-lineman or something. (laughs) Micah, we we have nothing at linebacker. So Micah Parsons, I wouldn't wouldn't be, like, furious. At six, though? I wouldn't be furious. This is the same conversation we had when you guys took Jalen Ranker. I was like, I'm not furious. But... Exactly, yeah. You know, I, I think uh, they just... Watch they us take to... Mac Jones. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have a quarterback competition. But we believe in Hurts, but we're going to take Mac Jones. We believe in Hurts, but we're going to sign Ryan Fitzpatrick and we're going to take... Uh... We're going to trade up for Justin Fields. See, that would be a guy, if Ben retires, I would not mind bringing in as Ryan Fitzpatrick. Kind of running that Pittsburgh or running that Pittsburgh quarterback because, I mean, he's hit or miss. But I've never said this before, but if you guys somehow wound up with Ryan Fitzpatrick on your team, please go to the playoffs. <laughs> he's never been to the playoffs, dude. I want Ryan Fitzpatrick to at least make one postseason game. Once, please. He's never. I know there was one year he was super close, and I think it was with the Jets, but he lost. That was and with, Pittsburgh that was got when in. You guys got in, yep. and you guys played us instead. That was uh either Pittsburgh needed to lose, or New York had to win. Neither of those happened. I remember that. That was uh, that was when you guys played us. <laughs> I remember that. I was at Trav's house. I wasn't watching the game, but I had the scoreboard up. I was going back and forth between both games. Uh, but oh, yeah. move, moving on to some more news uh, after the Super Bowl, I don't know if we talked about this on the other podcast. Brady said, "Oh yeah,", oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Gronk said, and the lady said, what? "Don't you throw my trophy!" I thought it was Cameron Bray that caught it. Like, yeah, I don't think it was, it was Cameron Bray. Someone, someone had with hands caught the ball. Someone that wasn't yeah. Eric Ebron caught the trophy. I'm sorry, Eric. I love you, Eric. (laughs) But yeah, that bullshit with the daughter of the yeah, that was stupid. It's a bunch of bull. If you if you make the trophy, and if you win the trophy, and it's a replica of the made trophy, you should be able to do whatever you want with said trophy, regardless if you've won it one time or seven times. (laughs) You should be allowed to. Let's be honest. When I, I I get if you, that happens once, like maybe saying something, I hit the table. Um, maybe I, saying. I, 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 I'm not I'm not a fan of the stuff either. I mean, you know, uh, they're the Super Bowl champs. They're down in Tampa Bay. They, you know, that trophy was given to them. They can do, you know, that's they're celebrating. You know, you're going to enjoy that, but. I think what kind of gets on me is the fact that that was brought up then, but like not when Gronk actually dented the trophy <laughs> at the Red Sox game. I was gonna make that point. She yeah. she lost she lost two days of sleep because Brady used said football trophy as a football, and a, a person that catches footballs caught the trophy. But she lost two days of sleep because her poor replica trophy was thrown over the water. 
Like, get over yourself. Suck it you're up. Not, you're not that. You're not that shit. You're not that big. It's not that deep. He let they, they won the trophy. Let them use the trophy whatever way they want to use it. It's their fucking trophy. Tom's Tampa got Bay seven of them. A, Tampa Bay hadn't won a title in almost twenty years. I mean, they they should get to enjoy that. Let them savor it, celebrate, it. especially after twenty twenty. Like last year was just shit. You know, everyone wants to enjoy a moment like that if they can. And let's be honest, if they did drop it, there's no way that people wouldn't go in and try to recover. Exactly. People they are diving in to get it. Wasn't it like 80 feet deep there? Like it was I crazy think, deep. I, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't look yeah. into it. But I feel like they someone would have gone and tried to recover it. Well, of course, yeah. And even um, then, yeah. I, think, I think if Russell Wilson – or Aaron Rodgers throws that trophy, she doesn't come out and say anything. But since it's Tom Brady, she says something. Brady's the best quarterback in the game. Brady's got a lot of hate. Brady's got a lot of rings. Brady's got a lot of Lombardis. He tossed it. She got upset. Probably a Patriots fan got upset. He went to Bucks and won the trophy, and then she's whiny, 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 and then Antonio Brown said, "Oh, a lot of money, oh, a lot of money, get there, oh, a lot of money." <laughs> uh, I mean, I, it it was one thing. I'm just I'm not making a big deal about it. It's no, it's, it's whatever. I, the way I see it, they're Super Bowl champs. They can do with the trophy that they want, right? You know, and I don't think they're going to just like they're not going to throw it in the garbage or anything like that. Now I know some people might be like, well, they almost threw it in the bottom of the ocean, but <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and I almost ate the goldfish that are sitting right next to me, but I didn't <laughs> almost only counts in hail or shoes and grenades. I almost drank this water, but you know, and you did. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I don't, I don't headlines know. Headlines at the time. Yeah. Fast. Whatever. It's a, she's just, yeah, she's just a whiny little brat. Yeah. She cry, baby. I wasn't going to say bitch. You don't call females <laughs> bitches. I wasn't. Whoa. You don't call what females bitches. What Moving on got? to uh, a very sad topic I wanted to get into about in the last podcast because, you know, I grew up watching this guy's receiver when he played for the Chargers and the Bucks. I remember using him in Madden. Dude was a monster. Vincent Jackson unfortunately unfortunately passed away at the age of what forty eight. I think it was thirty eight. Thirty eight yeah. might have been yeah, ten years off. Let me Google it real I'm quick. I'm not sure. See now you guys get to see behind the scenes of us uh, finding sports news. Yeah. Uh, we Google it on our phones. Um, Vincent Jackson age. He died at thirty eight. Uh, in a hotel room, suspected alcohol. Or due to alcohol and concussions, they said it could take months for him to get a brain or for them to run an autopsy. But news broke out today that he could have been dead before his body was found, like days before his body was found. Um, his brain is being donated to the Boston University CTE Center. Vincent Jackson dead for possibly three days in hotel. Preliminary report says. So they're going to review his brain as well. Uh, this one says may have died two days prior. It's, I mean, it's just an all-around terrible, terrible situation. It is absolutely terrible, and I wouldn't wish it upon anybody, let alone a guy like Vincent Jackson. Um, he was a, he was an 
all pro receiver. He was a star on the Bucks. He played great. I, it sucks for that to happen. Then I mean, it sucks in today's age where literally every football player is probably going to end up with some sort of CTE or a bunch of concussions. I do apologize if you hear this fucking train. Um, I don't hear it. Okay, good. But I just it's it sucks, and yeah. that's that's the ugly reality part of the NFL. You put your body and you you put everything on the line. Put your life on the line to play football for a sport for us to watch and you know you to have fun and get paid. But there's so much terrible outcomes, and this is one of them. Um, so we're gonna take a moment of silence for Vincent Jackson, real quick, and our thoughts and prayers go out to his his family and everybody that was impacted by his death, and we are deeply sorry. Thanks for that. Okay, moving on to lighter news. Um, March seventeenth starts free agency. Yep, we kind of already. Yeah, St. Patty's Day, we kind of already <laughs> talked about it a little bit, about uh, my side of the Steelers, who I think is gone or who I think is coming back. Um, Jacob, I want to get your opinion on this. We haven't touched a lot on the Bengals, so we'll kind of focus on them right now. Um, A.J. Green is rumored to be going to Baltimore. What is your opinion on that? Um, I actually didn't know about that. I didn't see the rumors on it. I haven't really been actively keeping up. Uh, over the last couple of days, but um, that's kind of news to me. So you're getting my first take right oh, now. Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Live you know, reaction, uh, guys. <laughs> um, that's kind of surprising to me. Um, shocking to me. You know, I can think of so many times growing up watching the Bengals play um, that the that AJ just put on absolute highlight reels against the Ravens. You know, he's always been super dominant, um, of course, you know, until he started to have injuries over the last few years and the team started to kind of deteriorate. deteriorate. Um, But uh, I just always think of the times that he did really well against the Ravens. Uh, I remember there was a Thursday night game, uh, 2018 season. I think it was week two. Um we went up against them at home and I think he got like three touchdowns in that game. And I remember there's like a walk, uh, not a walk off, but I think it was a touchdown that forced overtime or gave us the lead like early on where he like, it was bobbled in the air by a bunch of Ravens players in the end zone as time expired. He just, yeah, I love that highlight. Um, you know, I just always think of that Ravens Bengals rivalry during the 2010s. Most of the time until the last few years when Lamar took over, it was really even, I would say, like, Bengals have become the punching bag for the AFC North over the last couple of years, but, like, for a long time, it was like Bengals would always get beaten by the Steelers, Bengals would always beat the Browns, but it was really even between the Bengals and the Ravens. They'd always just have a slugfest with it. Um, so that's kind of a surprise to me that he would go to Baltimore. Um, Location-wise and history-wise over his career, I understand the money, you know, Um and I also understand scheme fit and everything. You know, they really need that. They're, they're kind of like the Eagles, in my opinion, in the sense that they have a bunch of maybe good but not great receivers. Yeah. Like Hollywood Brown being the number one guy. He's, a, he's you know, he, he's kind of that conversation with – I don't I wouldn't say yet he's – I don't know. He could be like a Juju or a Tyler Boyd. But, you know, if he's your number one guy, not great. 
But like if they get someone like AJ and he plays really well, you know, gets back to his Pro Bowl caliber form, I think that's a great scheme fit for them. I understand why he wants to do it. He wants to win. He wants to get money. Uh, I'm not a fan of the destination, but I think AJ Green has been so good in Cincinnati for so long. He's talked about he wanted to be here for a long time. Um, you know, I think he said he wanted to be like Larry Fitzgerald. He looked up to him a lot and was like, he stuck around the same place despite all the struggles they had forever. Um, I think that- it's best. I think it's best for both team, both the team and him to go different ways. Now I think he needs a fresh start and I think the Bengals need to move on. Uh, so even though I don't want to see him in Baltimore, if he ends up in Baltimore, I honestly wouldn't be too mad at him. He's done enough for the city. He's done enough for this team over the years that, um, I wish him nothing but the best. And, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's going to be a Cincinnati legend forever, no matter what. And that whole wanting to be like Larry Fitzgerald, they kind of failed last year when I think he kind of gave up on the team. That that was kind of the goal, I think. I think the issue was he was kind of struggling, I think. And I think, frankly, the coaching staff, I don't think, put together a very good scheme fit with him. You know, I don't think they were really utilizing him well. Um, you know, I, I don't think it was going very well. And it, I think he just kind of had some struggles. I mean, if you watch some of his tape, he kind of messed up on some routes a lot. And he had some drops, but like looking back, you know, the only really good highlights I remember were like week one when he had the touchdown that should have been a touchdown to win the game, but it was like the pass interference stuff. Um, and then Fat Randy went out there and was like, ow. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, last year was really forgettable with AJ. And I think if he had a bounce back year and kind of, you know, if he kind of did what Tyler or T did, where he kind of had that almost thousand yard or over thousand yard season, I would want him back. Um, but you know, considering he struggled, the Bengals are in a deep rebuild. You know, I want him to get back to doing well, and uh, you know, he deserves it. And I think the team needs to move in a different direction. So, if he if he goes to Baltimore, I'm not going to be thrilled, but. I, I won't hold it against him. Yeah, and I, I agree with it. It's crazy how we're all kind of sitting here and the receivers we've really grown up to watch are gone. D-Jack in Philly, Brown in Pittsburgh, and now Green AJ. and Cincy. It's in, I mean, and, and eventually all our quarterbacks we grew up to watch are going to be gone. Yeah, we're Wentz just waiting in on Philly, here. Andy and Cincy's gone and who knows how much Ben has got left if he's even coming back this year or I don't know. And I don't want to think about it. Uh, <laughs> so with that being hey, said, <laughs> with that being said, we are moving in to the little MLB segment that we're going to do real quick. Um, Todd Frazier signed a minor league deal with the Pittsburgh pirates. Uh, a fantastic signing. In my opinion, he's been a great hitter his whole career. We need that <laughs> with losing, with trading Josh Bell, um, I'm excited to see how good Todd Frazier does, whether he eventually comes. I, he'll eventually be in the major leagues again. It's weird that he's in a minor league contract right now, but he'll eventually be with us in the majors. But I'm excited. 
A guy like Todd Frazier, who's been with the Reds, who's been with Brandon's Rangers. I'm excited. And uh, Fernando. Is he injured? I'm just curious. I don't believe so, but the Rangers traded him at the deadline last year. I don't. I don't remember what team. Did he trade him to you guys, or did he? I I didn't. I don't remember who he traded. Um. Oh, let me Google it real quick. I just can't remember. I don't. I don't remember either. Rangers. Uh, no idea. I'll be honest. Sometimes I kind of uh, let baseball free agency news go over just because I'm. To be honest, the Reds haven't really done anything, and I'm just kind of like. They traded him to the Mets. Stupid part. That's right. Yeah, I do remember that. I didn't realize that was a trade last year. I couldn't. Rem- I know he's been with four or five teams, and I can probably think of most of them. I just can't remember the order. Yeah, he, was, <laughs> he was traded to the Mets, and now he's on the Pirates. Mm-hmm. But um, Fernando Tatis bringing in the moolah with his $343 million deal over 14 years, which isn't the highest paid ever, but that's still it's a, lot, a of lot of money. Especially, mm-hmm. I mean, that's great for the Padres. They've got themselves a killer and Fernando Tetis, he is going to be, I mean, it, right now, if he keeps going away, he's going to be one of the greats. Mm-hmm. He is just phenomenal. He's out of, he's so good. It's, it's going to be interesting uh, just because, you know, when you pay someone that much over that amount of time, if he continues to dominate, that's going to be one of those things that you look back and be like, best deal in MLB history you know but if it's one of those things where he starts to struggle or something it's going to be like yikes yeah <laughs> but I, I I'm glad for him you know I think he's I think he's one of the stars in baseball now and for years to come and uh you know I think he's a human highlight reel when it comes to MLB uh as you know, long I as think the- yeah as long as the cover curse doesn't bite him in the ass. Because he is on the cover of the MLB game. <laughs> so, the fingers Joe. crossed. Joe? You no, know, I... The show. Oh, I thought you said Joe. <laughs> Joe. Joe Burrow. Um, God. I that, that Padres team, honestly, is really scary next year. And I will be... I want to see the Padres win because they haven't been really relevant in a while. But I kind of also want to see Bauer get a ring. So I, uh, one of those two teams is going to come out the West, and honestly, I don't really care which one it one is. One of those two will. I don't want to see Bauer get a ring. I would much rather see the Padres come out. I'm a big I'll, – I'll admit it here first. I am a big Fernando Tetis fan. Mm. And he is probably – other than <laughs> Sterling Marte, <laughs> specifically because it's Sterling Marte uh, – Fernando Tatis is probably my favorite player that is not a pirate. And that's not including Josh Bell. But I understand that, but that's how I feel about Trevor Bauer, unless you count him as a former Red and we start going into players who didn't play for the team. Just because I, I love Bauer. He was the most fun thing in Cincinnati last year. And uh, he's just such a personality. That's kind of why. I, if the Dodgers come out, I'm going to say it's unfair, but I'll also be happy for Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> They're not fair. No, they're not, not coming out again. They're not coming out again. <laughs> no, nope. we'll see. We'll see. That's an empire they got right there. Uh, Do you uh, have any other MLB news? 
I don't believe so, no. That's the right, do, there's the JT Real Muto, where he broke his hand. Uh, the Phillies guy. Oh, yeah, I forgot about oh, that. Oh, yeah. He broke the his hand. Yeah, he, he should, that, it's just a little bit of news, but he should be ready for opening day, but that's that's no good. We just, you know, signed him again. So, <laughs> not, not the best not the best look, but and it's just a little tidbit of news I wanted to give him. For my Phillies fans. As long as he's back by if he's only missing spring training that's not too hateful i mean it's not great but it is not great that is how you yes that is yeah. how yes uh yeah, I, yes. moving on to the nhl news in hockey um <laughs> the pe- the penguins are doing all right they're on a 5-1 stretch right now i think they won four in a row. We just lost to – I don't know. We just lost to the Caps for the first time. And then we just beat the Islanders yesterday. Penguins standings. I believe we're on a 5-1 run right now. So I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, our last 10 were 5-4-1, and one, and we're on a one-game winning streak. So we we we. We're sitting currently right now fifth in the standings, two point three. Sorry, I had to count in my head. Two points away from being in second. There's a th- there's two point tie between the Flyers, Caps, and Islanders, and then Bruins sit at the top with twenty two points. Mm. Bit of news, no, just random fun thing. Vegas plays their first outdoor game in franchise history tomorrow. Where? Uh, at Tahoe, like Philly is. Lake Tahoe. Tahoe. Yeah, they'll be they'll be playing Colorado tomorrow. They've been playing pretty well for the most part. They were leading the West for a bit. They lost to Colorado the other night in an absolute heartbreaker. Uh, it was just goal in the final minute. It made me sad to go to bed to that. But uh, you know, I think it. I think if I remember correctly, in the standings were like a point back from first in the West, but the blues have played three more games than us. So, you know, I think we're okay. Sorry, we're, on <laughs> a, we're on a three, one run right now. I do apologize. Three, one. Okay. Yeah. We, uh, you. what? I said, thank you for the apology, Herbert. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a little nervous with Vegas just because we've been playing well and we've gone one and one against Colorado. Who's the one team I'm worried about the most, but Colorado beat us the other night. And they're missing like six or seven players with injury or COVID. Damn. So, yeah, Flyers. they'll be getting they'll be getting a couple of them back tomorrow. So we'll see how we do against a little bit better Colorado team. I'm I'm worried, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. the Flyers just got over their little COVID uh, stretch. So I I think we played the Rangers. We played the Rangers. We lost to the Rangers. I I don't know what's going on now, but I just know we. We weren't playing for a while, <laughs> so that, that's what was going on. Flyers land, not too yeah. much. Yeah, nothing's really changed. I think since we've talked about hockey, we're kind of all in the same spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just. I think the only like big thing with hockey right now is the uh, Lake Tahoe games, but I think the NHL hasn't really been marketing that too much. It's it's kind of like the discount replacement, I think, for the stadium series. Like, this is our outdoor games this year, but they're just a couple games in Lake Tahoe, which, I mean, it's cool and all. I'm glad to see Vegas in it. It's going to be fun. But, you know, normally I know they do, like, big stadium games with, like, 80,000 people there. But 
can't really do that today. Um, did you guys see that? Uh, sorry, it just occurred to me, just since there's not much going on with NHL. Uh, did you guys see that thing where the Maple Leafs blew like a 4-1 lead against the Senators the other night? Yes, I did see that. They lost oh, in funny. overtime, right? Or was it shootout? I think it was overtime, but still, you're up three or four goals against the worst team in the league, and you blow it. <laughs> That's so hilarious. It's I insane. It. I didn't watch it, but I saw the memes. I, I, I did, yeah. Like, I didn't watch it either, but I was getting notifications about it. I'm like, damn, okay. One guy I watch on YouTube, the hockey guy, he was giving like game reviews that night, and he was talking about that game. He was like, now, I will admit, I laughed during this game. it was just i don't know i i it's just me it's mimi that's all it is mimi very mimi game uh another little topic i want to touch on before we go into our closing nba segment um michael mcdowell won your daytona 500 on the last lap crash between joey logano and brad kitzelowski um michael mcdowell won his first ever race and it was the Daytona 500. Uh, he is now locked into the playoffs with that win, which is insane for a guy That's like Michael McDowell. Yeah, yeah. It's, you win it, win and you're in. Is it win any race or like one of a few win big any ones? win any race and you're in? Solid. Top 16 guys go, and it's based off of points. Win and you're in. And it's the same thing with the every round. You win and you're in. You win and you're in. And when it comes to the last race at Homestead with the four racers, win and you win. You win and you win. Winning your champion. <laughs> and if you fin- and if if the four guys don't win, you finish second, third, and fourth. Second, third, fourth, and fifth. Whoever finished second is champion. <laughs> so it's I mean, good for him. I mean, that's... yeah, I was really happy. It was it really wasn't a, a good race. Half the field wrecked on lap twelve. Then there was a rain delay at rat- lap fifteen that lasted six hours. Then shut up. <laughs> then. uh then uh, yeah it lasted six hours then they went racing and uh, it was kind of lackluster to say the least but all in all it's a 500 daytona road course is coming up this weekend so we'll talk about that later when our next podcast comes out about the recap of that race but moving on to our nba segment joel and b dropped 50 points tonight tonight so did jamal murray Holy crap. Yeah, I didn't know that. Final. Uh, what, 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 and that is Joel MVP'd right there. Yes. Dropping 50 on him. What do you have against Joel? What do you have against him? He just loves Steph. That my boy. Last name Gurry. He came into my life. Now everything is less blurry. First name Sethan. Sethan. We love you, Africa. Yeah. That's my MVP. No. Uh, let's take a look up at the standing. 76ers sit at the top of the East Conference, not the NBA. 
No. They sit atop of the East Conference. It is the 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets. Then the losing streak Milwaukee Bucks. Good. Celtics Pacers are your top five. Um, the Nets just came off of big news with the Nets and the Lakers. Uh, Kyrie was trash-talking LeBron. I don't understand why. Dude, He won. you won a damn championship with him. Boo-hoo, he wanted to be the star player. Wah, 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 didn't want to be his right-hand man. But I think LeBron I think Kyrie just has some sort of like big inferiority complex. To be yeah, honest. Yeah, he got that like little man syndrome or something. But Not main uh, character syndrome. Le- main character syndrome. <laughs> LeBron, everything revolves around him. Oh, you yeah. know? LeBron shot a free throw and it missed. And Kyrie turned to the Lakers bench and said, "That's y'all best free throw shooter." Like, shut the fuck up. I hate Kyrie, dude. <laughs> I really don't like him. Like, I, I... Kyrie, if you're listening to this, <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie, if you're like, listening to this, the world is round. The world is round, dude. I went. On, I, I I remember we were talking about this like a month or two ago, and I went on a tangent on how the Nets are the most unlikable trio in the league. And yeah, Kyrie, I just I can't stand the man. That God. That Nets team is really hard to like, because oh, yeah. I mean you got Kyrie for everything he's done. Granted, Kyrie's got a soft spot for Kobe, and we understand that. You know, he, he's a very good family man, from what I hear. He's very good. You know, he, it's just he's an ass sometimes. But KD and that whole snake persona he had. And then he went towards AC, or Achilles, and now he's God. <laughs> and James Harden, when he got fat and lost 150 pounds in a week, <laughs> but that's a good question. <laughs> he yeah. that, that Nets team is really good, but they're really hard to like. There's the a only lot of bad. I, there's a lot of hate persona on that team. The only people that I think can really like really get behind the Nets, I feel like, are people that exclusively root for some of those players, bandwagoners. Or people who have been rooting for the Nets for years and they like, you know, if if you've been rooting for the Nets for years and you finally got your guys like to just get superstars, then I mean, good for you. I mean, you it's know, like, I got the, you know, it's it's like liking the Buccaneers. Yeah. Being yeah, a Buccaneers like, fan for years and then Brady just drops into your lap, kind of like Kyrie and KD. They just dropped into your lap. Right. Like if you're. If you're one of those Nets fans who have been rooting for Brooklyn for years and they drop into your lap, awesome. Good for you. Enjoy it. If you're a Nets fan who happened to be excited when LeBron won the championship last year, get the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, God. To be honest, that makes me think, though. Like, this just kind of popped in my head. Think of if the Nets win a championship this year and everyone talks about how Kyrie got a ring because LeBron was on the team. Will that conversation happen again because he's on a team with KD? Possibly. I mean, Kyrie Kyrie has already shown he cannot win without a star guy next to him. Yeah, and I think out out of those three, personally, I think Kyrie is the worst of them. Like, Kyrie's I think he's the handles. best player on that team. Kyrie can shoot and he's got handles, but I mean, he's got that godlike persona in his head. His biggest enemy is him. He's Kanye. He's the Kanye of basketball. 
Oh my god. <laughs> oh my goodness. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> but, uh, and, uh, my god. Warriors have been doing great. We're back at the 8th seed. We just lost to the Magic today. Uh-huh. I'm kidding. Uh, if you're doing so great, then why are you losing to the Magic? Because our team is one guy. One <laughs> guy. It's not a team. Well, it's the NBA, so if he can't carry you, then it's bad. <laughs> we don't have clay. We need clay. Bring clay back. Take it. Put an Achilles in his leg. Send him on out. <laughs> Send him on out. There you go, buddy. There you go, buddy. Get that Achilles nice and right. Uh, Western Conference looking like this: Jazz at number one. Then it's the Lakers, Clippers, Trailblazers, Suns. Trailblazers sitting at four is a surprise. Damian Lillard, bro. Dame time. Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum getting things going. Jazz Man, look unstoppable. Yeah, the Jazz are crazy. <laughs> and I think they're gonna be last year's Nuggets because the Nuggets did great for a bit and then they hit that playoffs and then did great and then they played an actual team and no no they did not do great <laughs> yeah I, I still wouldn't I'm still scared to say the Jazz to come out of the West just because I mean it it, it also kind of reminds me of the Bucks like a couple years ago when they had the best record in the league and then they ran into Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors it's just I mean, you know, regular season champion doesn't always mean playoffs, baby. All right. The Lakers will come out regardless, I think. No, you're not stopping Bron Bron. You're not stopping AD. You're not to stopping Danish Scrotum. <laughs> to be honest, I hope that um, – well, would that happen? I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think. Like, I'm hoping the Lakers come out like first in the West just so we can get, you know, Lakers Clippers Western Conference final. But would the Clippers beat the Jazz before that? No. I don't know about that. You have Paul George that. on that damn team still. <laughs> you have Paul George is still a Clipper. You won't make it anywhere near the finals with that man on that team. Oopie. <laughs> get PG off the team. And maybe, maybe, maybe you have a shot at making it. Granted, they sent Doc Rivers on his way, which was great. Now Doc Rivers is in Philly. Good luck Philly getting anywhere with Doc Rivers in the playoffs. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I don't uh, like Doc Rivers. Rivers was Rivers is a phenomenal, fantastic regular season coach. Playoffs, he's poo-poo. Listen, we'll see. We'll see what happens. He never, ha- he never coached Joel Embiid. <laughs> yeah, but you know who didn't coach Joel Embiid? Steve Kerr, and he's one of the greats. Yeah, but you one know of the greats. You know what? Philly should trade for Kyle Lowry. What? Like no. What they quit that? No. Why? Because they get it. Bring it they, bring, they bring the thickness to Philly. Bring Kyle Lowry <laughs> to Philly, please. What do you? Why do you need a shooting guard? We need a shooter. <laughs> well, you have a, you should. You well, first of we all, your, po- your point guard needs to be a shooter. <laughs> you we can't stick more. the power forward in the point guard spot. Our f- team chemistry doesn't make sense, but <laughs> we just works. need more shooting. It just works. It, it doesn't gotta- because Ben Simmons cannot do this. 
It makes more sense. Gavin got offended. I said, Ben Simmons cannot do this. And he left. He got pissed and left. <laughs> my, my Discord restarted again. I said, uh, I said Ben uh, Simmons can't do this. And you left. You said, yes, he can. <laughs> Bye-bye. I'll go get my Simmons jersey right now, bro. It's in that closet right there. <laughs> I will defend this man. I'll get my Curry jersey. It's in that closet over there in the hallway. All right. Just wait. Ben Simmons will hit the game-winning three in game seven against the Lakers in the finals. If Ben Simmons hits a game-winning three in the finals against the Lakers, I will sell my left testicle. Go. We're holding you to that. Okay. I don't have to worry about it because, A, the Sixers won't make it to the finals. (laughs) And, B, it won't go to seven games if they do. And if it does? Yeah, you're right. The Sixers will sweep. <laughs> no. <laughs> the Lakers will sweep it. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. All right. I think that's where we're going to wrap up the podcast today. Uh, if you're watching this on Wikipedia, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, I hope you enjoyed our faces. We're going to continue doing this more and more and more as we go on. Uh, if you're listening to us on Spotify, you can see our faces. Go out and check our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash more sports police podcast. Uh, please enjoy. And I hope you listen to us. Enjoy. Whoa, he's winding it up. He's winding up the fisto pain. What is it? How does that? What is that? Uh, what does Jimmy Neutron's dad say? We'll end it on that. Um, maybe a buck 50. We're eating good tonight, boys. And then he says, uh, Caribou! Oh, what? what does he say? I don't know. I didn't really watch much Jimmy Neutron when I was a kid, bro. Caribou! I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. We'll end it on that note. Uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Deuces. Peace out. Bye. See ya. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.